Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of A, a BJJ, BJJ Marriage. Marriage, where we talk about our lives as a married jujitsu couple. Hello, everyone. <laughs> Hello. It's been a while. It has been Feels a little like bit. It's been a lot longer than it actually has been. Yes. But we've had a crazy couple of last weeks. We had a crazy summer. Yeah, summer's been super busy, but I love it. Yeah. In the best way. Yeah. Summer's over in about a week and a half. And I feel like it's been a really fun, memorable summer. Lots of training, lots of memories, lots of activities and vacations. And mm-hmm. it's been super cool. It has been great. And this is probably it. super hot. Yeah. So we're, we're superheroes today. I am Wakanda. Wakanda forever. <laughs> You're Wakanda? Yep. Today. Do you know what superhero that is? <laughs> it's the uh-huh. the African American is he even American? He wouldn't even the African guy. <laughs> it's insensitive if I just say the black he's guy. He's Wakanda in. Yeah. He's from Wakanda. Yes. Wakanda forever. I only know this because of you and Gustavo. Black Panther. That one. <laughs> <laughs> so I could, I could have said the black one. And it would have been fine. Uh-huh. I'm the red one. Didn't you make me watch it? Yes. I think you fell asleep. Yeah, probably. <laughs> it's ridiculous. I'm not a big movie person. Guess what we're doing tomorrow? Going to watch a movie. We're going to see Jungle Cruise, though. So that's... Black Panther is way better than Jungle Cruise. I'm calling it right now. Okay. But then we're going to go see, was it Shang-Chi? Is that what it's called? Yes. We're going to go see that in October. I know it's already out right now in September 2021, but we're going to go see it with all the fluids in October, I think, is the plan. That's, rent that's out, exciting. Rent out a theater and go watch it because, you know, as members of a martial arts gym, we have to go watch martial arts movies together. I have no idea if it's martial arts involved. But it's Marvel, so there's a lot of fighting. <laughs> yes. So it counts. <laughs> Action-packed movie, I believe. What are you today? You're Deadpool. Yeah, I said I'm the red one. The red one. You said you're the black one. I'm the I'm the red one. But I'm wearing a white gi. There's more blood on this. <laughs> <laughs> Every time I wear this gi, I just find more and more blood. Fantastic. It's a gentle art. <laughs> Unbreakable. Is that you? No, I'm super broken <laughs> all the time. Yep, that's why that was funny. Yeah. But yeah, so last weekend, um, this podcast is late this week, a week, because last weekend we spent all weekend at a BJJ camp, the Gentle Art Lifestyle, which we were talking about in episode 26 with Josh Janice and Megan Wagner. Mm-hmm. Who which, were the hosts of the camp? Yes. And it was a fantastic camp. There were... More than 80 people there. I know that. And there was over 15 hours of seminars, which I learned a shit ton from. Like, not just a regular poopy ton. I learned a whole shit ton. (laughs) Yeah. No, it was super informative. And I know we've talked about seminars in the past on another episode. And we get preached to a lot about how seminars are the best thing you can do for yourself in jujitsu. And I guess you just don't really even know until you go to one. And then you go to one and you're like, holy crap, how did I not know all this information about mm-hmm. one move? And then it's probably only scratched the surface of that one move because yeah. jiu-jitsu is ever going and it's crazy. Yeah. And it was our half seminars on uh, a bunch of leg attacks, yeah. which was great for me because that's where I'm at in my journey, I think. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Learned a bunch of ways to move out of 50-50, ways to enter into the saddle and a couple different finishing mechanics, which were really helpful. Mm-hmm. And I also learned, so that was from Charles Harriet, mm-hmm. which was a super, super cool awesome guy. black belt, like just super cool guy all around, like knows his stuff really well, explains and breaks it down really well. And just an yeah. all around fun dude to be around. We hung yeah. out with him all weekend. Yeah. He almost had like the same energy that I have. Yeah. Was, like, it was weird. Very <laughs> weird. <laughs> Not many people in the world have that type of energy. So yeah, it was cool to meet somebody else like that. And mm-hmm. that was, that was super fun. And uh, we also learned a Tarika Plata, 
from Kyle. Kyle Peters. Peters, yes. Kyle Peters. And he was he, a he's great a Jeff teacher. Kern, but Jeff Kern, but yeah. where does he train? Uh, somewhere in the Americas. <laughs> okay, cool. <laughs> yeah, Jeff Kern, Black Belt, very, very cool guy. He was one of those uh, crazy, non-stereotypical Black Belts, though. Like, if you were just seeing him walk down the street, kind of like uh, when we mm, saw... Yeah. Je- Gary Tonin. Gary Tonin. Jeff Tonin. Jeff Tonin. When we saw Gary Tonin walking down the street in New York, he's kind of like one of that those guys where you just see him walking and you're just like, oh, look at that small dude. And then, or you wouldn't even notice him, actually, yeah. if you don't know who he is, unless you're crazy like me. But then <laughs> you learn that he can kill you. Yeah. <laughs> Especially with his Tarika Platas. <laughs> I caught so many unsuspecting people in Tarika Platas already. Yeah. It's pretty ridiculous. I mean, it's weird because I never even go for Kimuras, but now I'm just like, I'm going to try this. I'm going to do it now because I can finish it now. And if you're sitting there wondering what a Tarika Plata is, because I'm pretty sure no one knows except for the people we've told and the people at the camp, because it's a very weird name. It is literally a Kimura with your legs. But not an Omoplata. But not an Omoplata. <laughs> just in so. some really quick because we're not going to go through the whole move, but basically you start an Omoplata, you flip them over, and then you end up on their side and you... Kimura them with your knee instead. That's how yeah. it goes. It's crazy. Yeah, so with the Kimura grip, you take the one that's elbow to elbow, you keep that, and then instead of using your hand on the wrist, you use your knee pit on the wrist, and then you torque your whole body against their shoulder, and they tap. With a knee shield, and then you take the knee shield. So just book a private lesson with me, and we'll go through it. It'll be great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yes. But it was very informative, very cool. We learned lots of stuff from him. And so we had Charles Harriet, Kyle Peters, and then we had a black belt female there who was named Bernadette. Mm-hmm. Her last name is something I can't pronounce, so I'm not even going to try. But It's difficult. <laughs> I apologize. I is she Vietnamese? Is that what it was? I am unsure. It was something like very Asian looking that I just could not pronounce. Like something that you would see in Vietnam or something. So I don't really I've know. I've never seen any Vietnamese names. Really? Oh, they're just all out there. All right. They're cool. I just can't pronounce them. But so Bernadette was able to teach two seminars as well. And she taught mm-hmm. some cool. She taught some stuff from one of my favorite positions in the world, which is an overhook. Yeah. She taught how to get an overhook from a couple different places. And she taught how to get a sleeve or a collar grip with that overhook. And then she taught some escapes. Which is super beneficial because she's a 125-pound woman. Mm-hmm. And she's able to escape from people's guard attacks, which is a a feat by itself and proves why jujitsu exists. Yes. Jujitsu is made for the smaller human. So it's just really cool to see her as a female, as a black belt, as a small person in general, being able to implement the things that she's learned over however many years she's been training. And she was extremely nice and yeah. super fun to be around. Yeah. And she also had some great energy. She was kind of opposite of Kyle, in my opinion. Like like I said, if you saw Kyle walking down the street, you would just be like, oh, look at that guy. Like, he looks like a nice guy. And she's got this, like, really rough exterior to her <laughs> where she's covered in tattoos, which I know we're getting more and more used to as the generations go on. But she has even face tattoos. And, I mean, sometimes you just get a little judgmental about that or stereotypical about people with face tattoos. But she is, like, the sweetest person that you will ever talk to. Everything that she says is just like, oh my gosh, why are you so nice? <laughs> you know, I barely like noticed the facial tattoos. Really? She has two. She has one here and one here. Yeah. I'm surprised you didn't notice that. This is like one of the first things I noticed about her. I was like, wow, that's crazy. <laughs> she must be a badass. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But no, she was super sweet. And then she also led a women's forum. Which was the other cool part to. of the camp. Yes. Uh, there were, okay, so we were at this place in Oconomowoc, Wisconsin, and it was called Open Guard. So if you've ever been there, I would suggest going to check it out because it was a super cool, I guess, venue is what I'm going to call it. Gym, but venue, because it was more like a venue to me. Yeah. But it was two stories. So the top floor was the main mat, like the big, large area where they held the seminars, where they host their normal classes, things like that. But then on the bottom floor... They had another area for mats, but the ceilings were lower, so it's definitely not the area for judo players. <laughs> and then that's where we had a bunch of different lifestyle talks. 
Yes. And there was quite a few people who were giving lifestyle talks at the same time that seminars were going on. Mm -hmm. So people who were maybe not interested in learning what a person was teaching in a seminar or maybe just was more interested in hearing about the talk that was happening or maybe they were too sore and just wanted a break and just needed to not (laughs) not do jujitsu for a minute because three days of jujitsu gets to be really big wear and tear on your body. But yes, so there's lifestyle talks and Bernadette was doing at least one of them. I don't know if she did more than one, but I went to the one that it was a woman's forum. Mm-hmm. And she just talked about what it's like to be a female in the I sport. I went to. No, he didn't. <laughs> There's not a single penis in that room. It was fantastic. That you guys know about. <laughs> right. That is very true. <laughs> I don't think there were. But. Uh, yeah. Yeah, so that was cool. And I won't go into too much detail about that. Maybe a different episode. We can talk about females in jiu-jitsu again with Ellie mm-hmm. and Tracy or something, but... What was the number one thing you took away from that? That... I don't know if this is necessarily a good or a bad thing, but it's the thing that I think about the most, especially with the path that you and I are going on, is that Bernadette definitely brought up that she started a MMA-style type jiu-jitsu gym. So it's more like rough and tough, fighting in a cage, getting ready to be on your feet type gym, rather than just a slap-bump-go type place. And mm-hmm. she started it with her husband, but... Uh, her husband ended up passing away a few years ago, which was really sad to hear about. But now she is a female running this gym all by herself. And mm-hmm. because it was already started, it was already successful. It already had a name to it. So that was good. But she asked us, she was like, do you guys think that being a female instructor, like the lead instructor in an academy, do you think it would be successful as a woman? And I really thought about that. Like, I was just like, well, of mm-hmm. course it would be. And then I really dove deep, dove deeper into my thoughts, and I was like, you know, if a male, like a big, strong, like wrestler-type male, walked into a gym, and if I was running it, would they really stay? Like, do they really think that they could get a lot out of it from me, personally, like if I was a black belt? And mm-hmm. it was just an interesting concept to think about. Like, of course, it would attract women, but I don't know if it would attract and keep the big, strong wrestler guys. I just don't know. Yeah, I think it would. I think if you market it correctly, I think that there are definitely challenges to it. Mm-hmm. Like you say, if you think about it, which I don't think need to be there. Mm-hmm. But I think there's ways to make it prominent that you're a legit gym. Mm-hmm. And you can definitely keep that membership base growing. Yeah. So I would say that was the thing I got the most out of that one. It was just yeah. really thinking about that. Because obviously with the gym that Nick and I are heading down, or the path that Nick and I are heading down is we would like to eventually own our own gym probably in a few years down the road. And uh, who knows? I could I could be helping run it. And I'm just, I don't know, it made me think about like maybe the days that Nick isn't there for any reason. If we got a new member in and they just saw me, would they stay? So I've just thought about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a super interesting thought, though. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And as far as lifestyle talks, there was um, lots of motivational talks that people were having. There was a, so it was called lifestyle because it wasn't just talks. There was a breakdancing class. There was a Thai massage class. Mm-hmm. We did a Wim Hof breathing class, mm-hmm. which was super fun. If you've never tried Wim Hof breathing method, I would recommend it. It's definitely an experience. And you definitely want to do it more than once in your life to really see the real effects initially and then there's effects outside of it that can help other areas of your life so i recommend just going to youtube search wim hof breathing and follow his tutorial it's pretty funny it was cool i liked it yeah it's different it's like breathing with your whole diaphragm and there's lots of benefits that he's been able to prove through his techniques but the other part that was really fun with that, which I had never done before, <laughs> was we did a cold bath or an ice bath. Mm-hmm. And we had this little bathtub that was like the size of where I'm sitting right now, just a little circle. And it was water filled with ice. And I needed to sit in there. <laughs> and I did it. And it was like way easier than I thought it would be. A lot of athletes do that. Like, a yes. lot of athletes end up taking advantage of a cold tub or an ice bath, whatever you want to call it, because it's supposed to help relax your mind and calm your muscles. 
And I know I don't Ellie, know about relax your mind, but it helps you c- take control of your mind and not letting anxiety. I didn't do it, so I can't speak you. from experience. But from what everyone was saying, the feedback I got was it was relaxing because they felt like they were floating. Yes, Am I wrong? but that's only if you don't succumb to the anxiety in your brain. Okay. So it was very helpful because we had already meditated. Mm-hmm. So they had practiced meditating immediately before we went into the cold tub. So that meditation helps you overcome the craziness that the anxiety and the feeling of being like in freezing water. Yeah. Because it's different. You you saw the two times where I dunked my head and I pulled my body out. My body was so shocked that it was hyperventilating. Yeah. And I was uncontrollable. Mm-hmm. I was really trying to control my breath. And then I brought it back to that meditation spot. Yep. Which is uh, super, uh, I shouldn't say super, but it's not the norm of what people do in life. And it's something that you got to work yourself up to. And there's people that don't last as long in the tub also because they can't take it anymore. And instead of like losing the battle of their mind and freaking out in the tub, they just get out, which is fine. So it's just super different, uh, but I really enjoyed it, and I think it was beneficial to my body. I wasn't that sore on Tuesday <laughs> <laughs> after like thirty hours of jujitsu. Lucky you! <laughs> I was super sore, and I didn't even roll that much. Should have came into the hot, to the cold tub. I didn't want to get my hair wet. <clears throat> I don't... didn't didn't have to go past the shoulders. Mm. I don't know. <laughs> We're gonna get one. I'm We're going to do our next podcast in a cold tub. No, honestly, I'm not, like, against doing it. Like, if Ellie invited me over and, like, wanted to use her cold tub, I would probably try it out. I didn't want to try it there because I don't like being wet, and I want you to hold that tongue before you say anything. To... <laughs> but I I don't know. I just didn't want to have to dry off and then go put clothes back on while I'm at a jiu-jitsu camp. I just don't, I don't like it. That seems like a lame excuse. I no, if you're a girl, you agree with me because I'm pretty sure that's what I heard from a lot of different girls at that camp is they did not want to get in that cold tub because they don't like being wet and they don't like getting their hair wet. I'm the exact same. What happens every time you roll? Do you know how gross I feel about it? Do you see why my hair is on yeah, top but of my head? You, but you do it. Every time. You still do it. And you get wet. I don't like this argument. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, lame excuse. If you ask other girls, like Desiree, for example, she says she hates sweating. A lot of girls don't like sweating; they hate it. So, so they also don't work out. Yeah, pick your battles. And they're lame. I also (laughs) did not like sweating. Now I love it. Now I get mad if I don't sweat. It's just your perception of the water, Mm -hmm. (laughs) and you can overcome that with your mind with training. Raw. All right. Well, the Wim Hof was really cool. Yeah, that was a super fun experience. You should go check it out. I am a little sad, though, because then I got to roll with the brown belt instructor of the gym. And her name is Lori LaPaz. And I was rolling with her. And she asked me, she's like, did you come to my class? Because she also taught a seminar. Mm -hmm. And I was like, no. And she's like, oh, that's really sad. I'm like, yeah, I know. I'm also sad about it. (laughs) I was learning how to breathe. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's funny. And that was kind of, I would say the only negative part of the camp was that if you wanted to do the lifestyle talk and the seminar, you had to pick which one you wanted to do because obviously yes. you can't be in two places at once. But that's how Globetrotters runs their camps, and it really was beneficial for a lot of people to be able to choose what they wanted to do just because sometimes people's bodies did need a break. So mm-hmm. I thought it was still really cool, but I was really sad when I was like, I need to go learn how to do Wim Hof with Nick and Josh, but I also really want to go to this female brown belt seminar and I'm really caught up right now of what I want to do. Mm, tough choices. Mm-hmm. Yes. But there's always next time. Mm-hmm. And with the lifestyle talks, I also did a talk about habits in life in jiu-jitsu, mm-hmm. which is super exciting. And I lured, lured, lured. What? I leer, lured. What are you trying to say right now? <laughs> Lured. <laughs> Lured? Lured. Lured? Lured. Lured? What are you doing? I enticed people to come into a basement. Wow, you changed the word donut. completely. 
Yes. Why is that a word hard right now? I don't even know what you're trying to say. L-U-R-E-D. Lured. You lured people in. Yes. I said that like four times. Yeah, I was trying to say it too. Lured. Lured. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Okay. Yeah, so I brought donuts and said, come to my talk. English. And then people came to get donuts. (laughs) Okay, so... No. I mean, yes, but no. He had written his speech out and he went through it with me about all of the habits that you can make in life and how to better your life and how to implement it in jujitsu and all that fun stuff. Yes. But in one of his examples, he had given that your senses take over when you walk past a bakery and you want donuts and you smell donuts. And I told him, I was like, why don't we go buy donuts? And he's and I was like, like, you don't gotta ask me twice. Really? Like, we can just go buy donuts? And I was like, yeah, I think we should just go buy a dozen donuts. Because I don't think you're going to get more than, like, ten people in there. So that's going to be plenty. Uh-huh. Turns out people like donuts. <laughs> we had to cut them in half. Yeah. We had, I think, probably 19 or 20 people there. Yeah, which was super awesome. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was fun for me because it was my first time doing a public talk to people that I don't know. So... I've talked to like 100 people at a time before about stuff in the workplace, but I knew all those people and I've never done anything to people I didn't know. So I feel like that just adds another, another, wow, drink more coffee. This adds another layer of complexity to giving a speech that I'd never experienced. So I'm super grateful that I got to have that experience on a in an environment that I'm super comfortable in, which is on the mats. You know, I've probably spent more time on the mats than... That's probably the second most place I've spent the amount of time in my life. Words are really hard today. Apparently. <laughs> but... But you I, know what I'm saying, No, I don't right? agree with you. No? I would think your number one is probably your bed. Uh, I was going to say Stonefire. I would think number two is Stonefire. Well, my bed doesn't really count because it's also been in multiple places. I, I was, I guess, but neither on the math. So okay, I'm just gonna. Cheers. <laughs> but yes, you were very comfortable on the math. Super did, comfortable on the math. Did very good with your speech, and it was very cool to see how many people showed up because we weren't expecting that. I think as we walked past a couple of the lifestyle talks, we saw like maybe five to ten people in there, which is why we thought a dozen donuts was going to be fine. Mm -hmm. But I don't know if word got spread that we brought donuts and that's why people showed up. I don't know if people (laughs) wanted a break or if there was a wrestling class going on at the same time. So maybe people just really didn't want to wrestle. Yeah, I think we also had a good title. It said it was how to create great habits in life and BJJ, Mm -hmm. which everybody wants to know how to create a great habit. And you know what? That's what I told them to do. How to create a great habit. Yeah, but another, I guess, interactive thing that we did outside of the donuts was in the beginning of the talk before he even started, I handed out papers to everyone. This was not my talk, by the way. I was just his assistant. Yes, thanks. I appreciate it. (laughs) We gave everyone pieces of paper, and we wanted them to write down a habit that they either would like to create or change. Something that they consistently do that they don't like that they do, like maybe you bite your nails, or maybe you pick at your feet, or... Trying to think of bad habits that people do. Maybe they don't drink water. Maybe they don't drink water. Or uh, if they're trying to create a better habit, like they want to drink more water. Or maybe Mm -hmm. they really want to land a sweep specifically because it was a BJJ talk too. Right. So we just had them all anonymously write something down so that in the middle of his speech he could pull it out and ask everyone as a group, what do you think now that you've heard all of the examples of how to create a habit or stop a habit Let's go mm-hmm. through with this anonymous person of how they can change or add this habit into their life. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I gave some all right examples mm-hmm. at the end there. Mm-hmm. And somehow I talked over an hour. Yeah. Which. Uh, we do in this a lot. Yeah. <laughs> but it was fun. I had a really good time doing it. And I think it's good that I was able to do it. So, yeah. Super fun. Yeah. The lifestyle talks were cool. The seminars were awesome. And then there were two open mats every day, except for Monday. So it was a Friday, it was a Saturday, Sunday, Monday camp. Yep. But Monday was Labor Day, so it wasn't an all day on that day. It was just kind of like morning, early afternoon, and then it ended. Yes. But there would be stuff going on from 8 to noon, and then from noon to one thirty, there was an open mat, and then stuff would start again at one thirty until 6. Mm-hmm. So it was a really long day. 
Um, unfortunately for us, Oconomowoc was about a half hour drive, and we do still have dogs, so we had to leave. Surprise! Yeah, we had to leave Saturday and Sunday right at noon after stuff ended, and didn't end up going to those open mats because we had to go home, get lunch, and let our dogs out. Yeah. But then we always made it back by like two two thirty, so we were a yeah. little late for the second seminar, but we yeah. always got a little bit out of it. Yes. And then I learned we, a new sweep. Yeah. And then there was an open mat. From like four thirty to six, for most things. If you're at a mm-hmm. lifestyle talk, five to six. But yeah, it was really cool. We got to roll with some fun new people. I rolled with a Division One college wrestler who smashed me for like twenty minutes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Tristan. Yes. Yep. That was super fun, by the way. Yeah. So I appreciate that if you listen to this. He's a big dude. <laughs> yeah, he was bigger, and uh, he had some great pressure, some great technique. And uh, he's going to be a killer, eventually. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, there was yeah. surprisingly not that many people staying to roll. But it's not surprising when there were hours and hours and hours of seminars going right. on. Like, people were probably exhausted. I was exhausted. I didn't even roll, like, that much. And I was sore out of my mind just from all <laughs> of the different things. Like, each seminar was an hour and a half. So that's essentially... About an hour's worth of technique for each seminar that you're doing when you're not listening. Yeah, you're drilling. Yeah, and drilling is almost as much work as rolling if you're doing it consistently and right. So, lots of inversions. Charles taught an <laughs> inversion class. I loved that, by the I way. don't think I've ever been on my shoulders in jiu-jitsu more than <laughs> I was in that seminar. That was Something crazy. funny about my shoulders is I rolled so hard and so long mm. that on my shoulder, through my gi, through my rash guard... From me shrimping and bridging, I burned the top of my shoulder. Yeah. I don't know how that happened. I was just pivoting on this shoulder over and over, I guess. But it was literally, it's right now it's scabbing and peeling Mm -hmm. because of the burns I put into my shoulder from rolling for so long. The other thing that was, I'd say, interesting about the open mats is there was no timer running. Yeah. Like at all, which I was like, okay. So it ended up. Most matches were like submission only matches. And one thing I pride myself on in my jujitsu is that I'm hard to hold down and hard to submit. So I was rolling with this purple belt and we ended up rolling 25, 30 minutes before he submitted me. And uh, that was a long time to be under that man. <laughs> He's probably like 250, purple belt, wrestler. Yes. He was kind of insane. He was kind of smashing me. But, uh, we had a really good time with that. I had fun rolling with him. Yes. He was one of the few people that I did roll with, and I think I caught him off guard. Because remember, he's like a 250-pound purple belt wrestler, and I'm just this like 140-pound white belt girl who comes up to him and is like, you want to roll? And I think he looked at me, and his eyes got big, like, really? Like, are you sure? <laughs> and I was like, yeah, let's go. Let's do it. And I think actually the way that I asked, because I asked him and I asked Josh Byer, and I know he's listening to this, but I asked them both because they had just finished their role, and I didn't know who was up for another one. So I just looked at them both, and I was like, which one of you wants to kill me? <laughs> <laughs> which I'm super happy you rolled. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yes. I had some great rolls. And I got to roll with Charles, who was a black belt. So I don't know um, what other stuff he's done besides Globetrotter stuff. Um, I looked him up a little bit because I didn't know who he was beforehand. He was 2018 Globetrotter of the Year, which I believe it said he went to 94 gyms in 17 countries in 2018. Which Something is crazy like that, fucking yeah. awesome. So... <laughs> That's super cool to begin with. Anyways, he was wearing an ADCC rash guard and um, short set. So I don't know what level of competition he's made it through, but he was he was a fantastic role, and I learned a bunch of stuff from him from the seminars and from rolling and from commentary afterwards and from watching him roll with people. Mm-hmm. And it was just great to be around that level of jujitsu. Yeah. He was a very cool guy. Yeah. And then he said that I was tough. <laughs> so that's a win for me, I guess. Right. <laughs> yeah. It was kind of fun because we get along with Josh and Megan so well that we ended up doing a lot of the after seminar, after camp stuff with them. We did a bar hop. Yeah. And what that means is you hop from bar to bar, right? So I just 
I did a bunny hop, but I was being held back because she wouldn't hop with me. I had to drag her with my hops. He was literally hopping. But <laughs> it was great. Yeah, so we did a lot of the after camp activities with everyone, which included all of the black belts who were there because they were all renting an Airbnb together with Josh and Megan. Mm, so yep. we ended up hanging out with them in Oconomowoc, and it was super cool. It was fun to be able to be a part of that group and hang out. And get to know people that you're just learning about a little yeah. bit more. They got to hear about how I tried to cook chicken with soy sauce. Yeah. <laughs> and it's apparently it's common knowledge stories. that you don't cook with soy sauce. Have you ever even told that story? I think we did. Podcast? Yes, because people have asked me hmm. if I've That's eaten right. soy sauce yep. recently. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> yes. So it's funny when my dad and I were trying to figure out what to put in that basket for your birthday of... <laughs> Everything that you hate. Oh, my God. We literally made him a basket of everything that he despises in the world. So, like, he's not a big sweets eater. So, we put, like, marshmallows and cherries. He's allergic to avocados. So, I threw that in there. And just a bunch of, like, random little food things like that. That's the worst gift I've ever gotten in my life. He hates carrots. So, I put canned carrots in there because everyone hates canned carrots. I didn't even know they existed. (laughs) That sounds so bad. cabinet now because i don't know what to do with them so if anyone wants canned carrots i have one for you it's like 47 cents at aldi but i have it if you want it for free um anyway so he was like oh you have to put soy sauce in there and i was like he doesn't hate soy sauce he's like no it'll just bring up a bad memory so you have to oh that was super fun yeah Mm um so this was my first multiple day jujitsu seminar that I went to. I've been to a couple different seminars before, like Master Sour and Mike Coy, Stop the Smash and Mm -hmm. just a few other ones, but I had never been to a camp before. Yes. So it was a super fun new experience for me and I was saying a lot before the camp started, like the weeks leading up to it, that I actually was not nervous about it. Because every time that I go to a different gym I get really, really nervous about rolling with people. And not because I'm afraid of getting smashed, but I just, I don't know. I feel like I just have something to prove, and I don't know why, because I know that I'm saying that in my head. Like, I know I have nothing to prove, but I'm going in there feeling like I do. Mm. So I just always get very weird when I go to different gyms, and then I have to push myself through that gap and actually just get myself out there and on the mats. But I didn't have that with this camp until it was time to roll. (laughs) Yes. But I wasn't nervous going at all. I was actually really excited. I was like, you know, I think one of the reasons that I'm most excited about going to this camp and I'm not nervous about it is because everyone is new to this camp. Like, it's not... There's some open guard people there. But, like, for the most part, it's everyone traveling from different gyms to come to this camp. And I was like, so it doesn't make me feel like I'm stepping on anyone's territory trying to come in and... Dojo store? Yeah. (laughs) Trying to show them what's up? Right. But I think that's honestly what it is. Like, I think I think I was better off knowing that multiple people were guests in this gym and not just me. Mm. Yeah. But yeah. then it came time to roll, and I was like, I'm scared. I don't want to. And then he told me on the third day, he's like, you're going to roll. And I was like, okay. <laughs> I made it happen. And then I did, and I felt much better. Yes. So, if you have anxiety about going to other gyms and rolling reach out to me because i can probably talk to you about how i get through it because <laughs> i get it really really bad but i force myself to do it because i like to get out of my comfort zone mm-hmm. and i think i'm gonna make you go to an open mat there sometime because mm-hmm. <laughs> now we have friends in the common walk at yep. open guard yep <laughs> yeah. now even neutral ground though like just showing up at neutral <laughs> ground i'm like hi I'm Brittany. I'm a white belt from Fluid. Leave me alone. <laughs> <laughs> Please don't kill me. Yeah. Even though I know I can hang with the big ones, like, I can, I feel like I do okay when I'm out there. It's just, like, getting myself out there. It's just yes. very, very unique experience for me. But got to get yourself out of your comfort zone to do the things that will make you better. Yep. Because in the end, it will make you better. It helps you grow. Yep. When you extend your comfort zone, everything in life becomes easier. Yep. You just got to get past that hurdle that you're, whatever is trying to stop you, just get over it. Normally, it's a lame excuse. And you can do it whatever you want. So, just do it. As Nike says. Just do it. Yep. (laughs) No matter what it is. Yep. But, 
Yeah, so what else has been happening besides the camp? We were just super busy with that. We've missed two episodes in the last month, so sorry, guys. Yeah, for those we were of in you New York and D.C. Yeah. And then that same week that we got back, we went to the camp. Yep. Yes. Yeah, it's been kind of nuts, but we are doing our best. Hopefully, we won't miss one again until November. We'll probably miss one in November, mm. though, because we're going to Las Vegas for IBJJF. Yeah, we're going to um, Worlds, mm-hmm. Masters Worlds. Mm-hmm. Should I compete? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, maybe. Still, I don't know. The registration takes a while. Registration takes a while. And it's kind it. of expensive. It is super expensive. I don't know how long I'm going to be a blue belt, you know? <laughs> well, I mean. But maybe it's good to go in as a purple belt. I don't know. In the blue belt division. Yeah. I also wear a really light purple belt where people think it's blue. My dad was telling me yesterday, I don't think you were there because you were with the kids, but he was saying that a lot of black belts go into IBJJF without wearing their stripes because they yeah. don't want people to know how much experience they have under their belt. Yep. And I was like. That's really crazy. I asked him, I was like, are you going to wear your stripes? And he's like, yeah, I think I'm going to. But the way he said it, he was like, I might not. And I was like, yeah. what? They <laughs> like, also... I can't even imagine my dad going in as a no-stripe black belt and going against another no-stripe black belt. And like, if they really are a no-stripe black belt, I feel bad for them <laughs> if that happens. Yeah, we'll find out. The IBJJF also doesn't allow ratty belts like this. Really? So you see how my belt is all like... Oh, so you'd have to get a new one? Yes. The same with mine then, probably, right? Because mine isn't even, like, white anymore. Yeah. It has blood. It has blood and purple and markings. Yeah. And all that. But it's my belt. Yeah, Jason Lippert was telling me right when I got my blue belt, mm-hmm. because I was competing a lot. At that time, before the pandemic and before my knees destroyed me and I broke my elbows. Um, <laughs> anyways. <laughs> before everything was working against you? Yes. When I was competing a lot, because um, he could see it in my white belt, and then I got my blue belt, and he was like, you know what you should do? You should keep training with your blue belt, getting your stripes, and then just have a blue competition belt. And only wear it when you're training for competition, and only wear it when you compete. And then you don't have to put your stripes on it either. So people don't know what what they're getting themselves into. Interesting. Very I didn't interesting. know that was a thing until yesterday. Uh-huh. Huh. Yeah. And well. belts are super cool. I love that. I mean, okay. Professors always pick out the belts that they give to their students, which I do like. And some people get a new belt after that because they want a certain type of belt, which is totally cool. But I think it's really cool that there's so many different types of belts and you can pick. You're not stuck with whatever your professor gave has given to you. So some people get customized belts. Some people uh, like a certain type of belt. Some people like floppy belts. Some people like stiff belts. And there's a whole world of belts out there. Yeah. Crazy. Belts are... Some people like light blue. Some people like dark blue. Yeah, I like dark blue. I like light blue more. I might be biased. <laughs> but I do really like this blue. Yeah, I like the color of this mat right now. That's the color that I want. Yeah, for some reason I don't like that. Really? <clears throat> yeah. Like Joe's belt? Yep. Really like Joe's belt. Joe and Kelsey's belt and Ted's. I love Miguel's belt. Ugh. <laughs> Joe or Miguel's belt is a purple belt, but it's like magenta fusion pink. It's weird. I don't I love it. I don't like it. <laughs> But, you know, it it says Miguel Monterey all over it, so... Yes. <laughs> I don't know. Just, eh. It's made out of hemp, and it's antimicrobial. Hmm. That's cool. I really like Megan's purple belt. Yes, hers is awesome It's also. really dark, but she also put all those embroidered pieces on it, too. Mm-hmm. And it just looks really fun. Yeah. But, anyway, not about belts. <laughs> so, yeah, we're going to Vegas, IBJJF, in November, and... He's also competing in October in Chicago. Yes. So got lots of See you there. Competitions coming up right now. But lots of training going on. Like I said, we've been super busy, but it's all basically been jujitsu related busy. So yeah. Even though we're not talking directly to you, we're still training a lot, getting everything done, getting my nose broken. Yes. So. 
One thing that's been awesome <laughs> recently. <laughs> just yeah. going right past it. <laughs> It's whatever. <laughs> that just comes with it, okay? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and it's funny because I was just about to talk about an injury. If you've been listening, you know my knees have been an issue for me for a while. And I haven't been able to kneel. But after my physical therapy, which, reach out to me if you want my physical therapy exercises. I can tell you what I've been doing. Um, my knees no longer hurt. And it only took me like mm, two or three months. To get my knees back into shape, I'd say physical therapy super helped me out. And throughout the whole weekend of the camp, that was the first time I didn't wear my knee pads, which was great because they're starting to get really annoying. And I wear my knee pads so long on a normal day that they take the skin off of my knee pits, which is super annoying also. Yeah. And I really was not looking forward to wearing my knee pads for like 10 hours a day. <laughs> at the camp at the camp yeah so thankfully i tried it out at the camp to not wear knee pads i still have them in case i'm having issues but i was able to not wear knee pads the whole time and i haven't worn them since which i'm super freaking happy about yeah that's awesome yes it's cool when your injuries are no longer injuries yeah so now i feel good and i've even done a little bit of stand-up on my knees and taken a couple shots uh-huh um, and I'm doing it in a smarter way instead of just like dropping to my knees, which mm-hmm. I think I was doing before, like careless, reckless abandon on my body. Yeah. Like, oh, as long as I take them down, it's good, which is somewhat true, but I've got to use better technique so I don't destroy my body in the process. Yeah. You're learning, learning how to take care of your body more. Go figure. And that's part of the growth of jujitsu, right? Learning through application. Yep. That is correct. Mm-hmm. Building new habits. So I take forever. Say? to level up in this sport because there's so much out there to learn and taking care of your body is one of them. And that's why they say white belts are so reckless because they don't know what they're doing yet and they typically are just going in smash mode. And it's not until like two or three sharp white belt that they finally start calming down a little bit, but then they've now calmed down with no technique because they're so used to smashing. So then you spend the next five belts figuring out how to use that technique. The next five belts. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And then your black belt and it's fine. (laughs) <laughs> then you start over. Yeah. Then you just learn this whole new style of jujitsu when you're a black belt and you're like, well, gotta learn from square one again of how I'm gonna teach this stuff now. <laughs> <laughs> so you're like, okay, now I'm a black belt on my good side. Now I'm a blue belt on my bad side. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. Yeah. But yeah, so the camp was super fun. And I know we already talked about New York, but New York was very fun. And yeah. Then... It's been. A crazy few weeks for us. Lots of stuff coming up still. Yes. It's almost harvest time, so I'm excited about that. But no, we're actually we're having a pajama party this coming we are? Friday. Yep. What? Mm-hmm. Wow. <laughs> That's fun. Yep. Pajama party. We're going golfing. Oh, yeah. We're going golfing. Today. Today, actually. We're recording this on Saturday, so if you're watching this on Sunday, it's already happened. So <laughs> uh, stay tuned for next week when I tell you how bad I swung. But... Yeah, we're going golfing with our fluid members, and it should be a fun little trip. We're all gonna just be out there swinging clubs, maybe hitting balls. <laughs> we I are gonna play no baseball idea. though. What does that even mean? Um, where whoever, like, let's say there's four of us going. Like, let's say it's you, me, my dad, and Kayla, and then my dad shoots. All three of us shoot. Whoever has the furthest ball, like the best ball, we're gonna all play from that ball. Oh, and that way. We're not holding up a million people because I think there's like 12 of us going. And yeah. so there's going to be four, four and four of groups. And that way we can all keep pace with each other and okay. not hold each other up and not hold everyone who's going to be waiting on us behind us. Cause it is a Saturday and it is a nice day out. So I feel like the golf course is going to be kind of full mm. and I'm going to be there just uh, swinging into either air or trees. <laughs> Cause I don't particularly do well in golf. Don't you love golf? No. no. <laughs> are we going mini golfing later tonight too no it was funny we were supposed to we were making plans tonight yeah and we were, we knew we were going golfing and then our friend asked us if we want to go mini golfing tonight yeah and i was like <laughs> no no thanks <laughs> i was like i don't even like mini golfing if i wasn't going golfing so probably not i thought that was hilarious i'm literally just going to hang out with our gym people but that's it <laughs> yeah. uh but yeah so 
I think we've about covered what we want to talk about in this episode. We'll I wanted to talk more. about all the awesome people we also met. We also met. <clears throat> oh, at the camp? Yeah, so we talked about... And why you should go to camps? We didn't really yes. touch on that at all. Sorry, <laughs> yeah. we're trying to like go to open mat really soon, so... <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, apparently. Uh, life is open mat. <laughs> no. Um, but yeah, we met a whole bunch of awesome people. So outside of the people that taught seminars and taught lifestyle talks, those people are easy to go up and talk to because you're like, oh, thank you for sharing with us everything mm-hmm. that you've learned and everything that you've experienced in your life. But it was super fun. We talked about the people we rolled with that we met. Um, but there was also a couple other people I rolled with that I met that were super cool, super nice, super inviting, which is why we're going to go back to some open guard, open mats yep. at some point. Saturdays at noon. By the way, there are some people holding me in, in closed guard at this open guard school. And I was like, hmm, this is a little contradictory. Yeah, I don't really want to talk about that. <laughs> no, that was funny. But... um. We also met people in the bar hop. Yes. That were super cool. Yep. And Oconomowoc has a lot of really cute bars. If you're from Wisconsin and you're listening to this, you should really go check it out because it was yeah. very fun, local. I had some fantastic chorizo quesadilla at this place yeah. that Ashley wanted to steal some barrel from. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I don't know what the place is called, but they have a sombrero. I know that. Yeah. But going back to meeting people, I think that it was really cool, and I feel like you make a bigger impact on people at these camps than you realize, because I personally, I don't know if Nick can attest to this at all, but I didn't feel like I talked to that many people. Like, Mm -hmm. I felt like I drilled with Nick and maybe a couple others, but like mostly Nick was my training partner and my drilling partner throughout the entire thing. And then I would talk to some people on the sides, and I would talk to some people in the lifestyle camps. But, I mean, besides that, I don't really feel like I was being that social just because we were driving back and forth. Or Mm -hmm. we're at a really loud bar, so you don't really get to talk to that many people because it's super loud. But then Mm -hmm. we got home. Watching people drink Malort. Right. (laughs) But I was sitting there, and I was thinking about all the people that I did meet and all of the stories that I did hear and all of the people's names that I didn't know before but now if I saw them in a room I could point them out and then Mm -hmm. my Facebook out of nowhere started like loading up with all these friend requests from all these people I'm like who is this oh I do know that person oh Mm -hmm. I know that person too and then it was like all these friends you may know and I was like I did see them and I did talk to them and it's making me realize that my presence of being there was actually a bigger impact than what I realized because I did end up meeting a whole lot of people, even mm-hmm. though in my brain I didn't feel like I talked to that many. So yes, it was super beneficial for me to be able to see that kind of social experiment play out. Yes, and it's cool as a white belt to make friends mm-hmm. because most of the people at the camp are also white belts. Right. So you guys are going to start sharing your journeys together. Yeah. Well, I was talking to this one girl from, I think she's from, no, she's from Neutral Ground. And I was talking to her a little bit. And I didn't talk to her at all at the camp. I talked to her mostly at the bar. But she was telling me that she was really nervous to roll with people because she has a shoulder injury. She's mm-hmm. a one-stripe white belt. And she just didn't really want to get hurt and all that stuff. And I had told her, I was like, well, I am a white belt, but I'm kind of an experienced white belt. So if you want to roll, like, I would be more than happy to roll with you because she was my size. And she said, yeah, yeah. And it ended up never happening. But now mm-hmm. I know she trains at Nutra Ground. And I can go hit her up there because now I know her name and we can hang out. And yep. just little social connections like that. You just learn yes. about people. And it's going to be really cool on the 10th anniversary of the Gentle Art Lifestyle Camp when you guys are both black belts. <laughs> yeah, okay. And you guys can just like look at each other and be like, hey. Remember when we were just <laughs> stupid little white belts at this camp? <laughs> your shoulder still hurts though? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <It sucks. laughs> Bet you my chest will still hurt at that point too. Oh, yeah. I did re-injure my chest. I don't think we've talked about that. Not anything terrible, but I was out for a while. We started this podcast when I initially hurt my chest and I couldn't really roll. I was just flowing. And mm. about a week and a half ago, two weeks ago, I was rolling with someone who was much bigger than me and it wasn't anything that they did it wasn't anything that I did but just the size difference and the pressure was a little too much and my chest ended up popping again so that's been really fun to navigate but 
it's not bad. I'm still rolling. And I took my time at the lifestyle camp and I didn't, I only feel it with like very, very heavy people right now. So I'm just trying to roll very nicely with people yeah. like that. And we're rolling better together. We are. It's not like, okay, she still tries to kill me, but yes. I'm like, well, I have to, I'm like able to, um, stop her with technique instead of pressure now, mm -hmm. I believe. And I'm able to get in positions on you now. Like better ones. <laughs> <laughs> but we're getting there. We're rolling better together. Yes. But injuries suck. Yeah. Between my chest, I sprained the top of my pink or my middle finger this week, so that's been cool. That doesn't I don't feel it at all until I like do this. But there's that. And then I hurt my nose last night because, you know, gentle art. <laughs> <laughs> it was super funny. There was um Felipe. Barboza was teaching mm -hmm. a seminar, and he was teaching this super aggressive side control with lapel holds, which was super fun. Flipping them into turtle. <laughs> yeah, and he was grinding his forehead into their jaw to push them away, and he was like, don't be nice. No, you're putting them in this position. You're in control. Uh, he was like, who called it a gentle art anyway? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then he said he gets really mad when people get out of his side control. Yeah. He said that that is not allowed. It's offensive to him. Yeah. <laughs> but he said it like super jokingly. It was very funny and I really yes. enjoyed it. His seminar was one of the best ones, I think, just because he added so much comic relief to it. Yeah, it was enjoyable and memorable because of his delivery. Yes. And he was like, I don't care if you get out of my mount, if you get past my guard, but if you get out of my side control... That is not okay with me. That I get very offended about that because I know my side control is good. And if you know how to get out of it, then that is a problem. <laughs> get your sassy hands out of here. Yeah, he kept saying sassy. He was like, if they're trying to like sneak that arm up there, then they're just being sassy. And you have got to stop that. <laughs> so here's what you do about that sassy hand. <laughs> that was fantastic. I enjoyed that quite a bit. That was super fun. Yeah. But yes. But uh, I believe... People. I believe we're going to have the camp next year, so we will uh, talk to you more about that in 52 weeks in episode number 80-something. Whoa. That's weird. What? It's really weird to say it like that. <laughs> we're going to be Coral Boats in 40 years, and we're going <laughs> to we're gonna have episode 80 in 50 weeks. And... Did you think we'd get to episode 30? Yeah. Okay, well, good. <laughs> but it's kind of great, like... When you say episode 30, I'm just like, oh, well, that's not very many. Joe Rogan has like 3,000. But then <laughs> I really put it into perspective. And I'm like, that's 31 weeks we've been doing this. That's like two-thirds of a year. That's kind of insane. Yes. So, it's super cool. So thank you guys for coming along on this journey. Yeah. It's been awesome. I think it's time we make t-shirts. <laughs> Canva does t-shirts now. Did you know that? That's cool. Yeah. I saw that the other day when I was making a business account so I can stop using my personal account for work. Yep. And I was like, ooh. Yeah, I think we should do stickers and t-shirts. Do t-shirts. That's cool. Well, I guess I, we should still wait for it. And we should get a flamboyant rash card. Rash. Okay. Whatever. Well, <laughs> I'll figure it out. So, all right, guys. Well, thanks for watching. We're going to head to open mat now. Cause yep. Time to go need roll. To, need to roll before we go golfing in. and then maybe mini golfing. I'm kidding. We're not going mini golfing. But we had a lot of fun stuff this weekend. I'm going to have fried food later. I'm excited. Yeah. <laughs> all right, guys. All right. Thanks well, thanks so much for listening. Appreciate it. Go to a it. camp. Go to a seminar. It'll change your jujitsu game forever.